The doctor of democracy is in. Rush Limbaugh, weekday mornings at 11 on your only local news radio, 97.5 KTBB FM. Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and back for the latest in a series of return engagements and always happy to have her, Zoe Lawhorn, Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry. Welcome, Zoe. Great to have you back. No, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. So it's been a little over a year, I believe, since uh, you dropped by for a visit and uh, been maintaining a pretty steady course, but always, always trying to stay on top of things, trying to get the people fed who need to get fed. Let's just kind of go through the basics, what Meals on Wheels ministry is, and uh, it's got a pretty interesting background. Hard to believe it's been in Tyler, East Texas, actually, for 44 years now. Right. We just celebrated that with our anniversary banquet in October. Um, and it is kind of hard to imagine. We've been here since 1973. And the one of the things that's so neat to me about it is Mills on Wheels really hasn't changed a whole lot in that amount of time, uh, which really just speaks to the mission. It was right then and it's still right and appropriate today. Uh, but at that time there were you know, just sort of a group of concerned citizens, and they were organized by the Ministerial Alliance, which uh, had members in First Christian Church and a couple other uh, church-related organizations here in Tyler. And they got together because they realized that there was this need out there in the community of elderly people who were shut in, and they were having trouble getting food and preparing food for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a time in our, our world and our community and culture where you took care of people like that. And friends and family kicked in, uh, church groups kicked in and, and took care of people. But, you know, time has moved forward and, and life is busy. People move across country now. And so you may reach old age and not have friends and family living nearby. They may live across the country or uh, you may, uh, frankly, outlive your friends and family. Um, so even in 1973, this was becoming an acute need. And they looked at other models across the country. Um, they were other Mills on Wheels organizations. And, um, you know, they just noticed that this was a really simple way to address a simple need. Um, and that's who started our Mills on Wheels organization. Um, and I think if, looking back at the notes, if I remember in October uh, 1973, we served our very first client. They had screened, I think, somewhere around 40 applicants and mm -hmm. drilled it down to the, you know, those that they had identified as really needing the service. And ever since then, it's just grown and grown. Right now, we're serving um, just under 3,000 people every day, and they live in six counties across East Texas. Okay, um, 3,000 people a day, pretty much the same as maybe when you came to visit a year ago. Your client base has remained pretty steady. And right. just to kind of clarify, it's primarily elderly people who were shut-ins, also disabled folks. Um, do you have a breakdown about uh, uh, how much, what percentage are elderly and how many are disabled, or do you keep track of things like that? We do. Unfortunately, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you're right. The vast majority of our clients are, you know, over 65 uh, elderly, many are declining health or dementia, you know, they have uh, mobility issues, things that make it difficult for them to do all kinds of stuff. You know, one of the measures that we use to uh, screen potential new clients is what type of activity level they're, you know, able to, to do every day. 
Um, so, you know, for a lot of our clients, they can't stand for long periods of time. So mm -hmm. they really don't have the physical strength to prepare a meal. Um, others can't drive anymore. So, it, you know, you can't get to the grocery store. You couldn't lift a heavy package, things like that. And then, of course, there are clients that just don't have enough money. You know, you get older, you're living on a very limited income. Um, and with the expenses of health care and medication and just the cost of daily life, rent, utilities, uh, things like that, it can get to where you just really don't have enough money to pay for everything that you need. Okay. Uh, talking to Zoe Lawhorn, Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry, physical location 3001 Robertson Road, just down from Rudy's or the That's TJC right. West <laughs> Campus, and also near the East Texas Food Bank, mm -hmm. I think right next door, as a matter they're of fact, if you're... Um, uh, wondering where, where they're located, 1-800-451-2912 or 903-593-7385. You can use either of those two phone numbers, and I want to say the website is mowmet.org. That's right. Okay, got it memorized, malmet.org. That's how I remember <laughs> it. Uh, what you serve, and you do prepare the food in-house, correct? Started that a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, when you're um, not too long after you moved into what was then your new location on Robertson Road. Um, how is the food prepared? What are the meals like? How do you determine your menus? Well, you're absolutely right. We prepared the food for a long time, and I know there are those who wish, wish that we still could, but um, we do receive uh, federal and state funding, and because of that, we're required to meet certain dietary restrictions and guidelines that are dictated by the state. And it's not a bad thing. Uh, they want us to serve healthy food that's uh, diabetic-friendly, low in sodium, um, so that we meet the needs of uh, heart-healthy diet, uh, which is good for the population that we serve. So um, we do have a registered dietitian that um, determines our menus and uh, creates different menus for us. We have quarterly menu meetings, so we try to uh, make sure that even within those restrictions, those health restrictions, we're creating menus that are tasty and have a lot of variety in them. Um, and so, you know, it's just sort of like I always think about that old food pyramid that we've all been taught to follow. There's a nice protein. There's usually either one or two vegetables or a starch. Um, and then they also have a dessert, uh, which can be anything from like we do have Nutty Buddy bars and um, cookies, things like that, um, to fresh made uh, fruit cobblers. We have birthday cake that we send out once a month and um, just all kinds of things. We really do try to keep the variety there. Um, and then of course, every meal also comes with a bread and a milk. Okay. Um, so hopefully, well not hopefully, what we're trying to accomplish by doing that is to have a really nutritionally uh, varied uh, menu throughout the month so that they're getting the nutrition they need. Um, and also, you know, of course, that it tastes good and looks good and everything else that you want your food to do. Okay. I want to make sure I'm clear on one point. Meals are still prepared in-house oh, at yeah, that location. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have our kitchen. Yeah. Uh, the, the kitchen opens up about 4.30 a.m. every morning when they start cooking. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're out the door and, and done for the day by the time most of us sit down to eat lunch. All righty. Um, moving on to the importance of volunteers. I mean, once those meals are prepared, you need people to go out and deliver them. And you're doing pretty well with that right now, you tell me. You're not in one of those emergency situations that unfortunately have cropped up over the years. You can still use more volunteers, especially uh, on a uh, day-in, day-out basis. I think you have told me that you need substitute drivers, mm -hmm. possibly That's more right. than anything else. 
But uh, what is it like to be a volunteer? Let's just kind of uh, walk through that and tell folks what they're looking at if they do want to sign their name on the dotted line and become a Meals on Wheels delivery person. Well, sure. It's We think it's a really, I, I particularly think it's a really great opportunity. It's unique because you actually get to carry out the mission of the organization. Our volunteers meet the clients. They, they actually put the meal into their hands and uh, and oftentimes become close friends with their clients. But the process is so simple. It's just what you would think it would be. You come to the Meals on Wheels location that's in your community. Um, I should say that we need volunteers all over our six county service area, not mm -hmm. just Tyler. So, you know, Longview, Henderson County, all the others out there that are big communities where we could really use your help. Um, but it takes about an hour and you'll go up to your, your site location. Um, usually the meals are out around 1030. Um, you can pick them up anytime between 10:30 as long and, and 1:30 as long as you're finished with your route by 1:30. So you have a little bit of a of room for flexibility there. Um, and you just pick your meals up. At that time, you'll be given a route sheet which has house-to-house -house directions. They are some of the most thorough, clear turn-by-turn -turn directions that I've ever seen. And uh, you just start with house number one and, and go through your route sheet until you're finished. Okay. Um, it's it's simple. It's a flexible schedule in that um, you don't have to volunteer every day. I, I hear that a lot. People think there's no way I could do that. I just I don't have the time. Uh, we have people that do come in every day, but we also have people that may come in just once a month or once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that allows them to, to serve and to be a part of Meals on Wheels, but it also allows them to tend to the rest of their lives. All righty. So um, it, basically the volunteer schedule is built around the volunteers That's is right. what it sounds like. Anybody who can help at all is more than welcome to be a part of it all. And we mentioned a minute ago that you're doing okay with volunteers mm -hmm. right now, maybe better than you have in the past, but Thanksgiving Day is rapidly approaching and you're going to need extra volunteers for Thanksgiving Day? That's right. We aren't actually really open on Thanksgiving. It's kind of an unusual situation. But in Tyler, uh, we we do have clients um, that are alone on the holidays. Um, some clients have friends or family that will come in because it's a holiday and they'll be able to spend time with them. Uh, but for those people who are really alone, um, we want to make sure not only that they have some food to eat that day, um, hot, fresh food, um, but that they also have a minute to spend with somebody who cares about them. So um, we ask that volunteers offer to deliver on Thanksgiving Day. Um, it's the exact same process that it would be any other day, except that we start a little bit earlier. So I think the meals are out between 9.30 and 10, uh, which helps you, you know, get home and, and get back to your family in time for whatever plans you may make. But it's just a really nice thing to do. We keep the routes pretty short. And it just allows us to go out there and make sure that some of the people who are really the most vulnerable among those who we serve uh, feel like they're celebrating and they have something to be thankful for this Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. Have you been doing this for a while now on Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that's something that we've done as really as long as I've been aware. And um, it's pretty special experience, um, particularly if you have kids at home. Uh, it's a great opportunity to teach uh, children a lesson about others and, and how different all of our lives might be. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Zoe Lawhorn, Vice President of Development and Public Relations for Meals on Wheels Ministry, is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, Meals on Wheels Ministry, 3001 Robertson Road in Tyler, serving six counties, and we'll go through those as soon as I have it right in front of me, uh, unless you know it off the top of your head. I do. I have to say it in alphabetical order, though. <laughs> 
We serve Greg, Henderson, Smith, Upshur, Van Zant, and Wood Counties. All righty. 1-800-451-2912, the 800 number, and also 903-593-7385. If you want more information, website is mowmet.org. And we've been talking about volunteers. If you want to volunteer, contact Donna Anderson. She's the Director of Volunteers, and she's at 903-593-7385, extension 2908. Um, how do you qualify to get Meals on Wheels? I know there's a process that has to be gone through. There is a process, and truth be known, people qualify for a variety of reasons. There's a really wide spectrum of clients. And um, I touched on this a little bit before, but some of our clients, uh, you know, we we receive funding. um, That funding only pays for a portion of the meals, but it does set certain criteria for the people who receive those meals. Um, we also fund clients completely independently of other funders. Those are called Meals on Wheels clients, just, you know, regular clients that we have deemed are in need of our services. So um, I'm probably getting into the weeds a little bit too much there, but the, the point is you can qualify because you have physical limitations, um, you know, whether that's mobility issues, um, health issues, chronic conditions, um, things that just keep you from, you know, doing the physical labor needed to eat. You know, when you're healthy, you don't think about how strenuous it is to get in your car, drive to the grocery store, lift the bags, lift everything right. into your cart, lift them back out, put it in your car, put it in that. I mean, that's actually, you know, pretty significant physical activity. And then, of course, you have to prepare the meals. I mean, if your dexterity has become limited, um, if you can't stand for long periods of time, all of those types of issues come into play um, when we're considering a new client. And then, of course, there are people who are, uh, they, they may be healthy, but they may be living on such limited means that they just simply aren't able to afford food. Um, we, we know this happens. I, I think it is the food bank who has, has phrased it so well um, when they say to heat or to eat. Uh, we have clients all the time who who are trying to make those types of difficult decisions of, mm-hmm. of where is their real priority, and we want to make sure that that no matter what hard decisions they're making, they have enough food. That shouldn't have to be on the chopping block. Um, right. So that's one of the areas where people might qualify, and then uh, you know there are people who don't really qualify. There are people who pay for the meals uh, because financially they they are fine, they're sound, they're able to pay. Uh, but for whatever reason, they need the service. Um, we have clients that, that are just, they're alone. You know, they want to see somebody. Right. They want to have that visit. Um, and that's one thing we haven't really touched on yet. There is, uh, you know, a facet to all of this aside from the food. There's that safety check. Yeah. Um, you know, clients who live alone and don't have anybody checking on them, if they fall over overnight or if they have some type of an accident, um, they can really be in peril um, with nobody's there to help them get up or to call the yes. right people to come rescue them. And then there's also the loneliness factor. I mean, my goodness, if you spend so much time by yourself, even five minutes of a friendly face and somebody to just talk to you and check on you and make you have that human contact is really, really important, sometimes mm-hmm. just as important as the food. All righty. And the volunteers are trained to know how to respond if they uh, happen to stumble on any type of emergency, they might end up doing anything from calling just the main police number to 
calling 911 based on that individual situation, and they're trained to know what to do if something like that pops up, right? That's right. We provide all that information to them. You know, if it's an acute emergency, you call 911. But there's all kinds of other things that might happen. All clients have an emergency contact that's listed on the route sheet. Um, So if you're seeing something that maybe doesn't need emergency care, you can call their emergency contact and let them know that you're observing some things that cause you concern. Um, And of course, we've been in situations where we have had to call in adult protective services. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, unfortunately, you see some horrible things. We've had clients whose grown children were, you know, either taking advantage of them in some Mm -hmm. way or doing them harm. Um, And, you know, that's also a as sad as that is, it's a great way to explain the importance of that Meals on Wheels volunteer because that's somebody who can come in and see the decline happening and and maybe, you know, over time start to understand what's going on and know that Adult Protective Services needs to be called. Um, otherwise, I mean, I don't really know who else is going to see it when it's the, the child or a relative that's causing the harm. Mm-hmm. Meals on Wheels ministry, our topic this morning on In Focus, Zoe Lawhorn, our guest. They're at uh, 3001 Robertson Road, Tyler, and uh, 1-800-451-2912, and uh, 903-593-7385 are the phone numbers. Uh, Website is mowmet.org, and there's also a contact form on the website. You can email if you want more information about anything that we're going to be talking about today. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Getting back to uh, qualifications for Meals on Wheels. Uh, You mentioned, I think, uh, maybe not in so many words, contributions are requested based on income and living circumstances, but they're not required of any qualifying person. So no qualifying individuals ever denied meal service based on inability to pay. If you qualify, you're going to get fed one way or the other. And um, just a little bit about the approval process. Uh, A member of your assessment staff conducts a home visit to explain the program. Maybe maybe just a little bit about how that piece of it works might be interesting to talk about. Oh, yeah. that's uh, To me, that's one of the nicest things about Meals on Wheels because the process really is easy. We know that we need to come to you. Uh, So really, let's just take it from step one. You're hearing this and you think that you or a relative might need Meals on Wheels. The first step is to call that phone number. Um, And then we will put you in contact with the site, uh, either the site manager or the caseworker in your area. So, for example, if you're a Tyler person, that's going to be Cynthia Jackson. She's worked at Uh Meals on Wheels for uh, probably close to 30 years. She's been there for a long time. And um, she'll basically do what we consider to be a pre-assessment over the phone. Uh, Just talk to you, ask you a few questions, and kind of figure out where you might fall into our, our categories. And then she'll schedule an appointment with you and come out and meet you in person. Uh, it's a really pretty brief process, but it's it's thorough enough to allow us to figure out how we can help you. Um, and then, you know, really with, I think, between two to five days, you can be receiving Meals on Wheels. So it's really quick. Um, we also, sometimes we find clients that are really in emergency situations and yeah. expedite things. And even if we haven't signed them up or put them into the proper system, we can still get food out to them and make sure that they're being they're being fed. Mm-hmm. And uh, referrals come from friends, relatives, physicians, mm-hmm. social work professionals. Uh, on rare occasions, do people actually call on their own behalf? They sure do. Okay. Um, we get those phone calls and uh, I, I, I think I, I feel like I'm seeing this more and more where adult children will call and they'll you know they're concerned about their parents they might live out of state or they might just work full-time and not be able to check on their parents as often as they would like and so they'll look into getting their parents signed up so that 
they know that there's somebody going over there in the middle of the day. It can be a lot of relief for, you know, a, a, a caretaker, I'll mm-hmm. say, that, that's um, got other responsibilities that can provide them some relief throughout the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Just uh, sort of do the math. Um, one meal a day for five days, mm-hmm. they'll bring uh, what? Uh, uh, since it's delivered pretty much during the lunch hour, I guess you're pretty much talking about a lunch delivery um, four times a week, and that includes a frozen meal to get them through the fifth day. Yes. Um, some of them will split the meal up three ways. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. And then uh, they basically are responsible for any food that is not provided by Meals on Wheels, but they do get that one good, solid, nutritious meal every day and then you also have a breakfast program let's talk about that just briefly it's only in smith county right now but Mm -hmm. you you started it up we were talking about it last year i remember and i think it was just getting ready to get going it's now been going i think just under a year how is that progressing right now pretty well i understand it's going really well we um you know it's like you said when you start really saying that they're getting one meal it's around lunchtime gosh i bet some people have to ration it goodness they probably don't have any other food coming in that's a terrible thing to to be faced with i can remember when i started at meals on wheels people would ask me well what do they do for dinner what do they do for breakfast and it just bothered me because we don't know we don't know what they do if they don't if they truly don't have any access to other food they are rationing that meal and Mm -hmm. it isn't enough it's it's not enough um, we also knew that clients were hungry on monday morning you know they would just be desperate when their monday lunchtime delivery arrived Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what really prompted us to move forward with this Um, and as you said it's limited to Smith County right now it's a it's in its pilot phase Um, we've had funding from the Women's Fund of East of Smith Smith County and the East Texas Food Bank which allowed us to launch this program to begin with and we're so thankful for that Um, but it will be primarily privately funded so I just encourage people you know if this is something that touches your heart you know this would be a great way to to impact Meals on Wheels clients um, because we we have to find the money for it. And mm-hmm. so, um, but what we do is we have their boxes of um, non-perishable foods, nutritionally dense foods, kind of just what you would think, you know, granola bars, whole grain cereals. We have milk, uh, juice, uh, dried fruit, um, just peanut butter, things like that. Things that are shelf stable, but nutritionally dense. Um, that can be, they actually all um, provide, they provide seven meal, complete meals that meet one third of the RDA, you know, daily recommendations for our clients, okay. um, age group and demographic. Mm-hmm. So it really got, it's, it's not even just the, the nutrition. I, to me, it's just the comfort of having something there in the morning when you wake up or over the weekends. If you're, you're really, really stretching uh, your dollars or, or stretching the food that you have access to. Um, it just it just allows you to have the comfort of something you know is there. Mm-hmm. Basically, all they have to do is ask for it, right? Right. That's okay. all you got to do. Yeah. And see how it goes and maybe expand it into another county at some point in the future. But uh, less than a year old for now, only in Smith County. Mm-hmm. But at least you have it going in Smith County. And uh, we'll see how things go from there. Uh, right. Maybe just a brief mention also of Meals for Pets while we're mm-hmm. talking about special features. I love Meals for Pets. Of course, I'm a dog person. Everybody that knows me knows that. Uh-huh. But it it makes sense. It's just it's just intuitive that if an, an older person is having trouble providing their own food, they're likely to have difficulty providing food for their animal. I mean, again, even if you can get up and about, sometimes it's difficult just to pick those big bags of food up. Uh, but particularly for those that are uh, in financial need, 
Um, we deliver a five pound bag of dog or cat food once a month. Uh, of course, it's not enough for the entire month, but it helps, you know, it, mm-hmm. it helps people and provides them some support. Um, because we believe that, uh, we, don't, we don't believe this, we know that having a pet can really increase not just the client's quality of life, but also their overall health and longevity. It gives that person something to care for, a reason to get up in the morning. I mean, my goodness, if you're living alone, uh, that little animal, that little comfort of having a friend is just so important and, and so meaningful. And we know that our clients would share their meals. We know that they have shared their meals when they're having trouble getting food for their animals. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to have to make that type of a tough decision. So um, this is just a way for us to help and to make sure that they're getting what they need. Um, it's through a partnership with Pets for People. I have to mention Gail Helms sure. because without them, we wouldn't have the program. They deliver and they actually donate the vast majority of the food that we give out each uh, month so we're just so thankful for them and um, we just appreciate the the fact that we're able to really solve both of our missions we're keeping our elderly people at home and we're keeping their pets at home with them okay mm-hmm. a few minutes left in the show visiting with zoe lawhorn from meals on wheels ministry on in focus i'm john sims I want to talk about what's coming up for the holidays close to launching your sixth annual santa's for seniors gift drive that's right i can't believe it <laughs> Debbie and I were talking yesterday. Debbie's uh, our community specialist, community relations specialist, and she really is the backbone of this whole gift drive. It's very um, time-consuming and, and kind of this crazy, wonderful uh, just experience every year. But the first year we did this, we brought in around 100, I, th- I think it was under 100 gifts. And um, it was great, but it wasn't enough. So we had to go out uh, as Meals on Wheels and buy some other little things to kind of add to it so that we could at least satisfy the Tyler route. You know, we wanted to have Mm -hmm. one area completely covered. But last year, it has grown so much that we brought in over 800 gifts, and we were able to give uh, gifts to all of our clients, and uh, not all of them, but those who would need it in Tyler and those who would need it in Longview. And... um, it's just an awesome experience. Every year we hear from somebody who tells us that they didn't get any other gifts that year, that it you know, it really meant something to them because if it hadn't been for us, they really wouldn't have had any Christmas. They wouldn't have really had a holiday to celebrate. Yeah, let's talk about where they can collect them. All oh, Tyler sure. Starbucks locations, also Altered State a Women's Boutique in Broadway Square Mall, and at all Meals on Wheels Ministry locations just drop it off just drop it off and uh uh, talking about things for comfort robes shoes also personal hygiene items and then things like books and crossword puzzles other little gifts if you have any questions you can just easily contact meals on wheels ministry at 903-593-7385 or 1-800-451-2912 or uh, go through the website. And then uh, the other event we want to talk about, Mission Mondays at Altered mm-hmm. State. Now, what, what's going on there? Well, they're so neat. Uh, they called us out of the blue. They have something that they call Mission Mondays. And uh, for a certain amount of time, they choose an organization like Meals on Wheels. And on Mondays, they donate 10% of that day's sales to that organization. Um, so right now, we're the featured organization there. Mm. Um, so I would just encourage people, if you have a daughter or a granddaughter or somebody, in, a girl in college, I mean, it's just really, really cute stuff, um, pretty clothes, jewelry, little fun gift type accessories. And um, it would be a great way to get some of your Christmas shopping done before 
the holidays get too crazy and it'll benefit Mills on Wheels. All right, excellent. And we've talked quite a bit about volunteering maybe more than anything else and we know how important that is but uh and we're now i guess officially into the uh subject area of donations mm-hmm. we've just talked about one of the things you're two of the things you can do to uh, uh make an in-kind donation or a financial donation of sorts and uh, you can also just uh, drop a check in the mail and there's information on the website and you're the go-to person for that it's going to go through your hands go to the website mowmet.org to find out how to um, get that check to Zoe if you want to make a financial donation or any kind of an uh, maybe another in-kind donation mm-hmm. maybe some kind of an extra gift you maybe any time of the year might want to drop off at uh, the meals on any of the meals on wheels locations and of course you can always donate online mm-hmm. that's just becoming more and more common and uh, as, as well it should it uh, it makes things so much easier for people having that option. Yeah. Uh, talking to Zoe Lawhorn, getting ready to wrap up the show in the next minute or so about uh, Meals on Wheels ministry. And again, want to emphasize the importance of volunteers and about um, how the volunteer schedule is really built around um, the volunteers' availability. One of the questions I noticed in the FAQ section on the website is, can I bring kids along? And the answer is yes, by all means. Yes, by all means is right. Um, you know, just think about how much your grandparents love to see your little kids come through the door. I mean, it's elderly people love to be around children. And I think particularly for those who don't have family anymore for whatever reason, seeing a little child come through just brings a lot of joy. And um, not only that, I mean, what an opportunity to teach your children the importance of service and the importance of being kind and compassionate to others. It's it's just a win-win for everybody. All righty. And it sounds like Meals on Wheels is too, and it's getting bigger. We really want to check and see how that breakfast program goes in the next year or so. About ready to wrap up the show, Zoe Lawhorn of Meals on Wheels Ministry has been our guest this morning on In Focus. Zoe, thanks so much for coming and getting us up to speed. Thank you for having me. You bet. Again, Zoe with Meals on Wheels Ministry, our guest. I'm John Sims. Thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com.